Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. Our thanks as ever to Rehoy and Son for their support of the show. Uh, my name is Tony Kerr and with me this week is Guernsey Press Sports Editor Gareth Prevo. Hi Tony. And a special guest, George Fern. Hi Tony. How you doing George? Yeah, I'm good, thank you mate. Uh, looking forward to this. Have yeah. you? Good to have you here. I, I, I was going to give you a little intro, but it would have gone on for quite a while because you are involved in an awful lot of different things um, when it comes to local football. Yeah. Uh, we'll come on to some of it in a bit, of course. But um, yeah, just give us a, a very brief overview of, of what you do. All right. So um, yeah, I do a bit with GFC. So uh, this mainly this season, I've started getting involved. I did a bit of commentary last year, um, but sort of now I've taken taken sort of the role upon being the, the stadium announcer which is which is great for sort of my confidence and and for and for progressing um I do a bit of coaching as well uh, I've recently most recently uh, volunteered and started working with Ryan Zico Black at Zico Football Coaching uh and for about 2 years now I've been coaching for Belgrave Wanderers uh, minis I love that. Uh, I've been doing a bit of refereeing as well. I've recently qualified into to being a referee, so I've got involved with that, which is uh, which is what I uh, really enjoy doing. So just sort of a variety, really, in uh, in, in local football. And, uh, <laughs> That's the rest of us to share. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I love it. It's good, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully see how long, see how far I can go in the game, and then I do a bit of playing as well for for North Under 15. So and you do social media as well, don't you? I think for Bells. Yeah, I run a little bit of the social media for Bells. Um, and yeah, quite a bit. Oh, well, you're, you're doing well. You're doing very well. We'll, um, we'll, we'll come on to some of that um, in a bit. Let's start with, um, well, the action from the weekend. Um, once again, relatively slim pickings because of the weather and uh, what was... Um, and what we could enjoy was uh, was confined to the cage at the KG5, um, but good to get it on. Um, I know you were down there, George, as uh, Rovers beat Bells, as was Gareth. Um, uh, yeah, a fairly comfortable win, certainly scoreline-wise for Rovers. Is that how it played out? Yeah, it was. It was very convincing for Rovers. Um, 4-0, could have been more, to be honest. Um, Adam Gontier made several fine saves in the second half, and including yeah. a penalty save, but... Um, by which point Rovers were a couple up, a couple at half-time. Max Rovers scored the first and then uh, an absolute belter from Sammy Hall sort of lit up the evening. It, was, uh, it wasn't the nicest night to be at the KG5. <laughs> there were sort of showers passing through and quite chilly. And uh, yeah, I, I can think of better things to do Not much at, at that point on a Saturday. I don't mind when it's two o'clock, but when it's five o'clock, it's uh, a bit of a shame. But, uh, you can't yeah. quite see the action from the uh, balcony as well, can no, you? No, <laughs> no. There's a lot more to be doing up there. Um, <laughs> but no, um, yeah. Max, like I say, scored the opener, but Sammy Hall scored the second just about three minutes before half time with an absolute beauty from about 25 yards. He picked it up, and f for someone who's sort of so uh, influential on any game, I was amazed at the amount of space he was given. And you could just tell he was going to line one up and as he was doing so, you're thinking, this has got a good chance of going in, and it absolutely flew in. It was a great goal. Um, and the yeah, Rovers then um, got a third early in the, in the second half, Martin Savadon scoring, and they got one late on to wrap things up through a James Grundy header, but they, they were sort of very much uh, in the ascendancy throughout. Um, Bells were a bit unfortunate. They lost Chris King, who can be such a pivotal figure in central midfield yeah. early on to, uh, to, I think it was a knee injury, but he, he sort of landed awkwardly and got sort of his foot caught in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the ground. So um, that forced a bit of a reshuffle in the Bells ranks which didn't help at all um yeah so it, it was it was pretty uh it was pretty convincing from rovers but it was, it was very important in terms of the league you know to, to narrow that gap to to a point at the top yeah just one point between them and wreck i'm mean, let's say what uh kevin gillies the rovers coach had to say at full time 
Can I start off with the the second goal in particular because it was um, something pretty special, wasn't it? <laughs> Sammy's goal, yeah. yeah, great hit. And you know, I said at halftime, I said, you know, that's we've been a bit guilty of it, not not taking shots on when, when we should be, you know, not just putting our foot through it sometimes. And as soon as it fell to his left foot, I just knew he was going to hit. And I was right, you know, I saw it just nestle into the uh, into the corner. It was a great strike, and I'm, I'm delighted for him because he's worked hard to get back. Yeah, you know, and he looked like Sammy tonight. Yeah. You know, he, he was everywhere, breaking up play. You know. Fred and passes and that goal just topped off. Yeah, he's the sort of player who, when when they line up a shot like that, you're thinking this has got a chance, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all technique. Yeah, and it's all technique with him. He's, uh, <clears throat> you know, he's been around the block. He knows what he's doing on the pitch, and uh, it's just we're just really happy to have him back on. You know, back on with us. Yeah. And the overall assessment of the performance? Um, yeah, good. Yeah, I thought we, um, you know, controlled the game without over playing. You know, and we were patient when we needed to be. Um, you know, Bows made it hard, like, like I knew they would. You know, they were tough. Um, you know, they give them, you give them sort of any sniff, and you know they're they're, they're all over you for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And you know, I so um, you just got to ride those little moments out, and then you know. And I thought once we could start playing our football, you know, I, I thought Bows would tire a little bit second half. So that's when we knew we would take over. Yeah. It's just a case of taking chances and. And nice to be back to within a point now. I mean, the way the weather's going, you don't really know, know what games are coming up, do you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it's important to get these games played. You know, I know it's um, not many people like these KG5 games, especially with the time slot, but sometimes I think you just got to get on with it. Yeah. You know, you just got to get on. If, if the pitch is unplayable, you know, and this is available, just do it. Yeah. You know, because, like I say, you get games ticked off. You get three points and you uh, and you look forward to another game. So you know you don't you don't have a big backlog, yeah. which is what we want. Yeah. Kev Gillies, speaking to you there, Gareth. Um, yeah, what was the the Bells' take on it, George? Yeah, obviously I think they're really disappointed because they've got the quality in the side, um, and and they are working in training. They are doing the the, the numbers they get. They are working hard in training. The um, and and you can set you can see that it's it's not a, la- a lack of fight from the players. The players want to play. They really want to do well for the club. But at the moment, it, they're just going for a bit of a rough patch where it's just really a, a, a stream of unfortunate results. Obviously, they lost in Alderney. Just sort of last minute, I think it was, they got one. Alderney got one straight away. Um, but like Gareth mentioned, Chris King going down, it was really, really awkward injury. And I think that's the pro- that's the trouble with being confined to the cage. Like you say, it's just it's not the same, is it? Um yeah, it's unfortunate because they've got some very good players in there, which are all very, very much capable of of playing at this level. And it's it does hurt to see see them not getting the results. Maybe they should be, um, but but when they do get the results, it it is really nice to see. Yeah, I suppose it's always tough to be playing against a strong Rovers side as well. who have got uh, lots to play for this season. Um, yeah, they've played a game more than Wreck, but they've got to play them. Those two teams play twice, don't they, still? So yeah, um, yeah. it is very much all to play for, even though Jim did hand Phil Wreck the trophy <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if Rovers took that one to heart, but they certainly came out in, in the way champions you'd expect them to on, on Saturday. Uh, yeah, it's it sort of, it's the top two have both got it in their own hands. You know, if, they, if uh, Rovers win all their games, they will be champions. So, um, But they can't really afford many slip-ups, which is why on, on Saturday you could tell they were very, very determined to come away with the three points in that one. And um, yeah, those those games with Velrec will be uh, all important come the end. And Rovers have got a Stranger Cup uh, contest uh, to look forward to this week. Back on the 3G against Guernsey's under 18. So that'll be uh, quite an interesting one. Um, all being well, we've got a couple of other matches as well. But I mean, after the rain at the weekend, um, yeah, it's anyone's guess as to, to what happens. I mean, it is looking a bit more positive, <laughs> a bit drier the next couple of days. 
Well, um, I'm just very happy that game is on the 3G on, on Friday because it makes sure we've got something uh, to look <laughs> forward to. Yeah. But um, I've still got, I've, am I right in saying Rovers have still yet to win the Stranger? So that's a that's going to be a big game for the club. They they want to they want to um, sort of put that right. And the under 18s will obviously have got a lot to play for at the moment with the Junior Marathi just around the corner. So that could be a really uh, interesting and good game on on Friday night being a being a semi final. So. Um, yeah, it's one to look forward to. Yeah, George, as for Bells, um, got quite a few uh, games to catch up on fixture-wise. Um, and, uh, well, weather permitting, as we say, uh, with everything these days. Um, but it's Saints next, um, potentially. Um, Saints, who were well beaten by Wreck last time out. Is that yeah. one that you think could be quite a contest? Yeah, I mean, last time uh, they faced Saints, it was up at Blanche Pierre Lane. I remember that. I can't quite remember the result off the top of my head. But Bells, I think, only had one sub and ended up playing Liam Cheney outfield. Um, and and to be fair to them, they did sort of look. They they performed well. They didn't. They weren't getting battered up and down the pitch. Um, so I think when they've, I think they are going to have a full squad. Um, should the game go ahead, um, and and they they should play quite well. I mean, coming off the back of a unfortunate run of losses, that I think they'll really be looking to to bounce and try and try and get some more points on the board. Yeah, we'll see if that one goes ahead. Um, right, let's leave the uh, domestic stuff uh, for now and uh, turn our attention to GFC. Welcome back. Uh, let's talk Guernsey FC um, because, yeah, no game at the weekend. Uh, a bit of a fixture backlog to get through for the Green Lions. Um, but, well, they will be going to Marlow on Tuesday night as, as things stand. Um, and then welcoming Southall to Footslane on uh, Saturday. Uh, we'll see whether that one goes ahead. Um, but let's talk Marlow. Um, Gareth, it's on the back page of the paper tomorrow. What kind of squad are GFC taking? Um, well, by all accounts, they'll be taking pretty much the, the movement they can, either sort of 12 or 13 travelling, which isn't unusual on a, on a midweek night. Um, but it's going to be quite a test for, for GFC. Marlow are currently second in Isthmian South Central. Um, and which means I think they're playing two of the top three in the next in, in the next few days, so <laughs> it gets gets pretty tough. Tony Vance has hopefully enjoyed his holiday because he's come back to two of the hardest games <laughs> they're going to have this uh, this season. Um, but yeah, they'll. I mean, they've gone away before. I remember going to Chertsey earlier this season with uh, very few players. Chertsey were leading the way and they only lost one game, I think, and uh, they gave them a really good battle. So. GFC, although they might be lacking in numbers, they certainly won't be lacking in fight or quality. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, they'll they'll do their best to get something out of that one. And but yeah, fingers crossed. They also get a home game coming up because they 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 could do with playing at home and getting the crowd behind them again. But hopefully the weather will allow that this week. Yeah, George, you've uh, been doing uh, lots of the commentary away from home. A few games under your belt there. Um, <laughs> yeah, for, for obviously. Well, presumably the the bulk of uh, the Garen stand um, supporters um, who won't have gone to those games away. What what's it been like following the team this season on the road? Yeah, it's been great. It's really good experience. Like I said before, I, I absolutely love it. It's great sort of getting up at the crack of dawn to to head to the airport. And I think <laughs> I think most of the players are fed up of that by now. But for me, it's abs- it's great. I love I love getting up early to go to to something like that. And um and then yeah, just just getting on the coach and having a good laugh with the lads. Um, a bit of music playing on the way back, depending on the result. And um, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's great, great. I love it. Um, I know I think I've been to three now. I've been to Hamworth Villa, Leatherhead and South Park. I went to that one on New Year's Day where I think, did we draw one all? I think we did. Um, Owen Warbridge got one. And that, that was a great day. Um, going up ladders onto scaffolding <laughs> and to, as, as a makeshift gantry. And no, it's great. I really enjoy it. 
Um, I think it's better when it's live as well, when it's pre-recorded. I'm not a massive fan. I mm. like being in the moment, live. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's great, and uh, and especially at home in in the in the atmosphere. I think we've got the biggest home support in the league, and that's that really just for people to come down for a team to support. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, let's hope we can see them soon. It, well, it's been probably the see best part of the month, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what's been the highlight? What's been the best moment so far? You've seen uh, particularly on the road. On the road, it's. Probably for me, the four-four at Hamworth Villa. I think we, I think we were three-nil down at half time. The lads came out. Um, I think it ended up then going to four-one. Dave Merrish with an absolute screamer into the top right. And then Ryan Zico Black got one, and then Matty Lauren with a penalty. I think the, the ninety-sixth minute. That that was that was a great day. Yeah, I think we spoke about it afterwards. Dave Merrish really should let fly more often from distance because oh, he's got yeah. a wicked left foot. He's got an incredible left foot on him. I think he did it as well against. I can't remember who it was now. He did it against another team. Yeah, there's one at home where he he sort of skidded one. Uh, Skid yeah, on the ground, and then we got a goal on the follow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did one at another team away, which is on our TikTok page. Check that out. Um, and yeah, it's just, I think he hit the crossbar, but he really, really, really should take a shot off more. Yeah, keep I'll be shouting it, from the stand. <laughs> um, I'm just, you know, from what you've seen this season, home and away, um, what's your sense of? of uh, how the club are getting on and 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 whether we're sort of moving in the right direction. I think we are moving in the right direction. I think if you look at I think if you look at last season our results obviously weren't going our way and then I think we had, we had a spark where we just sort of went on an incredible run and it saved us in the end. I think we we drew 0-0 to um who I forget their name now. They got like the youngest owners uh youngest world football club owners or something. Um Watton and Hersham, that's them. Yeah, we drew drew 0-0. Um, and that was a great game. They were all over us, but Tony and I spoke to him after the game. They, you know, he was going in, and he said he was expecting a, a cricket score. But um, but the way that the lads can battle, especially under pressure, and because the fans can turn so quickly when you know they with their tempers as well, um, <laughs> and and the boys do really well, um, and they do perform, um, and they do what Tony asks, and uh, that, that's that's great. I think we are moving in the right direction. Just the way things have gone the whole season with this, like the the influx of uh, fresh faces at the start of the season, the whole atmosphere around GFC has been a positive one. Even start of the season, they weren't picking up a huge amount of points, but the performances were coming. You could see there was a lot of pot- potential there. Um, and I think they've grown in, into their skin, to be honest, this season. And a lot of the youngsters are now know that they they are at a level they can perform at. Um, they might have been finding their feet for a few months, but um, the likes of Owen Woolbridge and um, some of the other youngsters, uh, Seb Vance as well, they, they're sort of impressed now a lot. And they, they look confident when they're out on the pitch, which perhaps wasn't the case in August when, when they were just finding out what, what Isthmian League football was all about. So I think there's a lot of positivity in that, and and it, and we've said it several times, but it's great to see the senior players really leading from the front, uh, leading by example. Obviously, Matty Loring has done it a lot this season. Um, Jamie Dodd, uh, and obviously recently Charlton Govine has scored pretty much every game in the last six months, it seems. Um, so um, yeah, there's there's certainly a, a lot to look forward to, I think, in in the GFC ranks and. I mean, I know Tony Van still sort of counts down the, the amount of points until they're safe, uh, you know, officially from sort of relegation. But I think that, um, certainly in, in the coming months and the next couple of years, they should be looking up the table rather than down. Yeah, so so. Um, George, just come back to you and your um, sort of football motivation. Obviously, yeah. obviously touched on at the top. You do uh, an awful lot and you're only 15. Um, which of those things do you, are you sort of getting most satisfaction out of or which, which do you see yourself pursuing more? Is it is it the commentary? Is it the refing? Is it is it still trying to be a player? 
I mean, look, I love I love everything about football. I've I've been obsessed with it since I'm pretty sure the day I was born. Um, um, I think playing at the moment is something I'm really enjoying doing. I'm still trying to push to be the best player I can, um, but at the same time, all the things outside, I'm I'm still progressing in my coaching. Like I said before, I'm doing a lot with with Zico, and and he's been he's been really influential. I'm getting a lot of mentoring, a lot of assistance from Zico. Uh, the work he does is is great, and it's having a massive impact on me. Um, and 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 refereeing, I, lo- I love that as well. I'd love to see how far I can go in that. You know, it's an option, um, but football journalism as well is something I'm really really interested in. But we'll have to see where 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 it goes. At the moment, I'm just enjoying doing everything while I can. But it'll get to a point where I'll have to narrow it down. But I'm not quite sure what what that'll be yet. Yeah, I think Jim Fallon uh, hasn't narrowed it down, has he? Because yeah. <laughs> he's got a few years on you and seems to uh, seems to find uh, an awful lot of uh, different avenues to to get involved in. And particularly GFC, um, you know, obviously so much of what the club has done um, in the ten plus years, it, it's it's kind of it's taken Guernsey football on. There's a real professional uh, uh, sort of air about everything, the way the club is, is sort of conducts itself and, and yeah, you know, the, the way it presents itself online and everything. Um, yeah. So for you as a young, a young person, I mean, how, how much does it mean to be involved and get that opportunity to kind of sort of represent the club, I guess? Yeah. It's an absolute honor to, to be able to sort of say it, say that I'm involved. Um, and, and Steve Sharman and Nick, uh, Nick Legg have said it to me before, you know, it's a, it's a privilege to wear the badge and it's a, it's a thing when you're out in public, and you see people, you're representing the club, and that's that's a massive thing for me. Um, it's something I love to be able to say. I'm out here. I'm representing Guernsey Football Club, um, even though I'm not playing. I'm I'm involved heavily in 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 sort of the back room, if you like. Um, and it's an absolute honour and a massive thank you to to Nick Legg and everyone for giving me the opportunity for getting involved because I started out where Nick Nick was short of a commentator one night. I started out going with all my friends in the back of the goal, yeah, giving the goalkeeper a bit of stick. And um, I remember I spoke to Nick after one of the games. He's a family friend and he dropped me a message and he said, look, we're short of a commentator tonight. Would you fancy giving it a go? I said, I'll be there. So I turned, <laughs> I turned up um, and I commentated on the 3-1 win over Hamworth Villa. Um and then I sort of just carried that on for a few weeks. And then I started coming more to the game, interviewing Tony after the game, started picking up new roles. Um, and then I went out and sort of went around the side of the pitch for some games. I was there on the right on the side when Jack Griffin got his debut goal for Guernsey FC. That was a good day. And uh, now I sit up in the box with the big microphone. I say sit up in the box. <laughs> I go out on the front sometimes. But um, yeah, it, it, it's an absolute honour. Yeah, great. Um, and what's the kind of general view about kind of island football and about GFC from sort of people in your age group? Is there um, is there a real desire for young players to get involved in in the with the Green Lions and and, and try and um, kind of make an impact there? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot we get. I think we've got someone coming down shortly to sort of be like a junior steward, which is nice. Um, it's always nice for someone to have someone to look up to. Um, I know a lot of people have said before, you know, oh, my son would love to get involved. He's seen you getting involved. How can he get him involved? And it's nice that I'm that person that people look up to that they want to come and sort of be like in the club. And then hopefully it makes them a pathway to maybe one day being a player. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Our Ireland under 15 siders, of course, are going to go, come away with us to Corinthian Casuals and play our under 15 side. So that'd be nice for them to come to come along uh, with the group. And obviously they're my age group. So that'd be good to have a couple of mates there. Um, 
and yeah, we, it is really nice when you get sort of comments when you're walking on the street and stuff to say, oh, I saw what you're doing the other day. It was really good. Something like that. You know, it's it's really nice. And it's and like I say, it's nice to be that person that people look up to. Yeah, good stuff. Well, you mentioned the under 15 is going away. Um, the segues nicely into our next sort of segment because, um, uh, yeah, the the news confirmed um, over the weekend or certainly we had it in the paper over the weekend that, um, yeah, the Star Trophy squad led by Darren Sylvester are going to be making two trips um, to the UK uh, to face Corinthian casuals and then a, a doubleheader trip um, to face Bristol City and Woking, um, which is a really exciting prospect. And, um, yeah, I was able to grab a quick word with Darren as uh, his squad posed for a photo at the Aztec last week. So Darren, we spoke at the start of the season or early in the season and you sort of set out your ambitions for this uh, this squad. Um, obviously, a lot of hard work's been going on in the background. Just give us an update on where you're at and what you've been able to sort of lay on for, for the guys um, heading into the big match against Jersey. Yeah, no worries. Um, so one of the first things we said at the start of the season was about our commitment to get the guys away to challenge them in the UK. Um, one of the reasons I said that was actually then I couldn't renege on it. Um, so we had to make it happen. So we've done that. We are through fundraising, through obviously through NSM and BTS, um, two of our sponsors um, have, ha- have enabled us to get to the UK. So we've got Corinthian Casuals on the 9th of March, uh, bodying up with GFC to go and play with them and then we'll go and support them afterwards. Uh, 5th of April, we go away to, to play Bristol City in, in Bristol, uh, which will be amazing for the guys. Uh, and the next day we've got Woking. So we're back to West London, play Woking, watch GFC against Westfield and then we're back home. Fantastic. Sounds like a really good itinerary um, and a really nice kind of dual thing that, that obviously you're going to test yourselves against against Bristol City, which is, uh, you know, it's going to be a really big experience. But also that link with GFC and sort of showing what senior island players are doing when they get to that kind of older age group. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's just nice. We've got a nice blend there because we don't really know that what the teams will be like that we come up against. Corinthian Casuals youth team. Um, we don't know what to expect. We know from Bristol, they'd be very good, high quality technical players. Um Woking a national league, so I imagine that'll be a good standard as well. Uh, so there's a bit of everything in there, um, and the fact is, we've had five games cancelled because of the, the weather locally. So we've not really been able to progress that side of things. But this will be a nice lead into our game against Jersey on the 21st of April. Yeah, brilliant. And um, just how. Uh thankful are you how um, appreciative are you guys of the support that you've been able to get not just from the two main sponsors but also um you know the, the fundraising efforts that have got into it to kind of make it happen because it's um it's important to get these young players off island right yeah I and mean, we've had all sorts we've had um i think we had people helping out with the food at our first fundraising night um surf and turf provided all the the meat for the guys for craig to to cook the food for it um so all the parents have helped and they've set up a small fundraising committee so uh, you may have seen that as a, we've got a raffle out. So GFA have given us prizes of two tickets to England, Brazil and two to England, Belgium next month. So you may have seen it somewhere that as a raffle, we've sold a couple of hundred tickets, loads of other prizes that have been really well, um, very kindly um, given by local businesses. Um, so, yeah, so we can't really ask for much more. We kind of wanted that as a as a model to take forward and it's worked quite well this year. Yeah, brilliant. And just finally, um, as you said, sort of, the weather has played havoc somewhat over the last few weeks and months. Looking ahead to the trip away, how much of the players and, a, and the squad as a whole kind of progressed or how much have you been able to, to kind of uh, move them on this season? Yeah, I think so. I think we've worked. We've done what we can. We've come down to here a couple of times where we haven't been able to get onto the pitches. Um, and it's about that kind of culture, kind of creating that collective. And I think that's probably one of the most important things we've been able to do. And I think now that we've got the, the, the squad down to 18, 
Um, we'll be looking forward to those games. Although before we know it, it's going to be the 21st of April. But yeah, we'll just make do with what we've got. Um, and we're looking forward to Victoria Avenue being finished and not having to worry about this in the future. Yeah, awesome. Just finally, one quick question. How excited are the, the players about the trip that you've been able to put on? Yeah, I mean, I love it. They don't, all they, you know, they, the players, they play over here locally. Um, they see them week in, week out. They know who they're playing against. It's going to be a real challenge for them to go away and, and play against players they've never seen before and to quickly work out um, their opponents' strengths and weaknesses. So I think, um, yeah, they're really looking forward to it. Guernsey under-15 coach Darren Sylvester speaking to me there. Um, yeah, just great to see um, that they've been able to get those um, trips on. We spoke to him at the start of the season and I mean, he said it there, basically. He came out publicly and said, I'm going to make it happen. So he had to make it happen, <laughs> um, which is, is one way of kind of... It's dangerous. <laughs> but, yeah, it yeah, worked, exactly. obviously. Um, but, you know, we've spoken a lot on this pod in the last couple of years just about, you know, the, the fact that the young teams, the young island sides have been kind of crying out for more competitive action and they've barely sort of played on grass, have they, in the last few weeks? So um, this will be a really key preparation from them. And um, yeah, pleased to see that, Gareth. Yeah, it's great for any young side. Any sort of representative side needs to be able to get off island and, and have these different experiences. You know, I mean, like um, I think Darren said in, in the interview, it's like, being in Guernsey is great for many things, but generally in sports terminology, you're always seeing the same faces week in, week out uh, amongst the opposition. To, so to have to go out and adapt to play against different sides and what have you is, is part of the learning curve. And um, it'll be great for those young lads. And hopefully it helps them be successful against Jersey later on in this season. Yeah, so, so nice as well to see them going with GFC because... Um, uh, yeah, you know, hopefully some of those players will be green lines at some point in the future. And uh, yeah, do you think that will um, sort of mean a lot to well, sort of both parties, George, for the senior players with GFC and for the youngsters that they're they're kind of be there with each other? Yeah, yeah, I mean a lot, and it'll be a lot. It'll be a big, be a good experience. You know, getting that sense of traveling away with the side, getting up early, going away, Might packing your off. bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could. You never know. Um, but it'd give a nice little experience, sort of like sort of one I've taken on board with me. Um, and it'll be really good to sort of travel into the games and it'll give them a good sense of what, what Tony Vance and the guys do and it hopefully will give them a, a sense to keep pushing on and wanting want to be a Guns FC player one day. Yeah, brilliant. Well, we'll be uh, right across uh, how they get on uh, in the next few weeks. Um, before we finish, let's just touch on, uh, last but very much not least, um, <laughs> Mayor Letitia because, uh, yeah, she had another night to remember on Friday night, winning a third cap for the Lionesses as they um, were trounced Austria in a friendly in Spain. Um, Gareth, you were following that one. Yeah, um, it's the one reality TV I'll watch on, on a Friday <laughs> night, to be honest. <laughs> most, most of the TV's rubbish on a Friday night, but I'm quite happy to You're watch that, uh, yeah. a Guernsey girl playing for England. And she made a good impact as well, didn't she? She started, obviously, and uh, got an assist. Yeah, she played the full game at, at right back. Um, it was uh, quite a few youngsters were given a chance by Serena Wiegmann. And yeah, she played, I thought she played really well, quite a very well at right back to try to get involved a lot in in the attacks as well like you say um it was it was surprisingly comfortable actually for England they, they were expecting I think a bit sterner a test but um yeah they they won very comfortably and uh, she played a lovely through ball for Rachel Daly to finish the scoring in in injury time at the end so um yeah great for Mayer to get another cap and and to play the full 90 minutes yeah they've got another friendly on Tuesday night against Italy um, so we'll see uh, whether she gets any minutes in that one. Um, but yeah, it was just it was nice to to see kind of around that camp um, that she's doing quite a bit of media. So there's a, a Sky Sports interview. Um, the the Lioness's um, uh, social guys uh, chatted her at full time, and yeah, I mean she was clearly sort of beaming to be to be sort of back in a uh, in a full England shirt. And um, yeah, really good to see. I had a good chat with uh, Maya a couple of weeks ago. I was uh, on my way. Um, it was the 2nd of January, actually, so not a couple of weeks ago, but quite a month ago, I was on my way to the UK and 
I was sat in the little uh, uh, cafe with my mum um, in the departure lounge and she walked past me and said, oh, that's my Alicia. I went back and my mum used to, I think my mum used to teach her and I had a good conversation with her about how life's going out in, in, in Manchester and, and obviously with the England side. She said, it's a great experience for her. She loves it. And it's good to see a lot more people sort of following on like after Alex um, and, and and Jack as well is doing that as well. It's really good to see Guernsey sort of being put on the map now. Yeah. I know Matt Letizia has done it as well and there's a lot more players that have done it. But it's just good to see sort of people saying, oh, dude from Guernsey, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's really good to, to see. Yeah, it is awesome. And uh, you're sort of, because we've kind of, um, we've sort of, you know, projected her career out of me for many years and said, you know, everyone's sort of said, well, you know, she will play for England. But it's sort of when you actually just see her kind of routinely basically be part of the squad and um, uh, and, and doing so well, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's something else. Well, yeah, I mean, part of this podcast has been all about the Star Trophy. And of course, she was the history maker of being the first girl to play for Guernsey in the Star Trophy. Um, but at that time, it, it wasn't a surprise because she was one of our best players and you, you sort of knew that she was going to be involved in that. Um, and yeah, we're, we're not that much on. What, what were we, about half a dozen years on since she played in that? And uh, look where she is. Like you say, I mean, she she's a regular... I mean, Manchester United have got into the Champions League and she's played every minute, it seems, for Manchester United in whatever competition they, they play in. And um, yeah, she's she's constantly in the in the England squad now. So it's been a great progression. Um, but you just always get the impression with Maya, she she always wants to improve she wants to get better she she's very much part of a squad but she she's not going to rest on her laurels by um by having made it there so um yeah it'd be great to see her sort of get more heavily involved in england obviously it's a very difficult side to get into i mean they're the european champions world cup runners up and they're now basically starting their preparations to defend that european title so um it's it just to be part of that squad is an amazing achievement um yeah fingers crossed she gets more more minutes obviously there's certain people that are probably ahead of her in the pecking order at the moment but she's hope fingers crossed got a long career ahead of her and uh, we'll see her get many more caps yeah and picking up some incredible experience along the way uh, that's only gonna uh, sound a good said hey Guernsey obviously women as well are coming on very strongly and it's good to see a lot more girls sort of following on after Maya and Guernsey I think we're away on Saturday as well we've got Jersey Wanderers away uh, this coming Saturday so unfortunately I think I think it might uh, Sportscast Jersey I think that's what they're called I think they're streaming the game um, so sort of will be sat in the box watching that while we're watching the home game which would be good but it's also really good to see I went I went down the other day to get some clips of the of the women's train and um and they are coming on really really well Anna and Katie are doing it and Scott are doing a really really good job with the girls and it's it's really good to see them them pushing as well because there's a lot more girls that have got the capability to carry on with what May is doing and it's good to see the women getting involved yeah best of luck to the green lionesses taking on Jersey Wanderers uh, in the Colin Welsh Cup over there this weekend um, yeah, we'll uh, check in on how they're getting next week. Um, right, I think that is just about it from us. Uh, George, thanks so much for coming in and chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Really enjoyed it. We'll definitely have you back. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Uh, Gareth, thanks very much. Thanks to Rehoy and Son for their support of the show. Um, if you're enjoying these podcasts, the best way to support us is to pick up a copy of the Guernsey Press um, six days a week, where you also find uh, the very best local sports coverage. So do that. Give us a follow on social media if you're not already at GSY Press Sports, a place to go. Uh, but otherwise, have a good one, and we'll see you next week. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Tony.